0: Welcome back, everybody. It is Encounter with God time here on the Breakfast Show, and we are about to get into our Bible study, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, what an interview. It was just, you know, sensational. I had to have uh, the Attorney General come and join us here on Faith FM Breakfast Show and talk about this new anti discrimination bill, and I learned so much from it. Mm. There was a whole bunch of stuff there that. I just, you know, I I did not know before and so it's good to have some of the myth cleared away. That's right. And particularly some of the misinformation. There has been a, so much misinformation going around about this particular bill. It has probably stirred up more misinformation than any other piece of legislation that I've seen in recent times. Mm. And so it was good to put a lot of those myths to bed and to find out what the act what the bill actually does say and what it For doesn't sure. say. Because I think that's the thing is, uh,
1: you know, I've even been in conversations myself very recently talking about this interview coming up and, and people, you know, being on both sides of the argument on whether the bill's a good thing and a bad thing because people, you know, come from different viewpoints in life and have different beliefs and all different kinds of things. And thankfully, I'm, I'm blessed enough to be able to mingle with people that have lots of different opinions. But yeah, it's definitely, it's been like the, the case with the bill has been that, yeah, not a lot of people have known what, it's what actually, it actually trying says. trying yeah, to got, achieve. Got
0: a lot to say about it, but I don't know what it says. Yeah, so I think yeah, it's was, it was really good. It's really yeah. good. We'd actually love to get your reaction for from the uh, interview, whether you liked it or you didn't like it with uh, what Senator Michaelia Cash had to say. Um, so do send us those messages through, and we will share them here on the breakfast show. Anyway, let me see here. What have we got here? Oh, looks like the new strain of COVID has just landed in Australia. It's supposed to be more deadly. <laughs> Well, I actually heard this morning that it was less. There you go. On mainstream media. So, who knows? Dude, that's the biggest one is like...
1: Who knows? Because last night I was having dinner with my family and they were like, oh, this one's like
0: 11 times worse. (laughs) But now people are saying it's not as bad. I'm just like... No, well, there was a doctor from South Africa saying that, you know, most people um, get aches and pains and feel miserable for a few days with this one. And the way that viruses work, and this is my understanding, and maybe there's a medical professional who can correct me, is that all viruses mutate, Mm -hmm. but every mutation increases their level of... In the, the, their level of infection, you know they they will infect easier, but yeah. they get weaker in the process yeah. until it just becomes like you know a the common flu, cold, common yeah. cold, mm. and and then we all just get... The, and so every the mutation cold. every mutation that comes along should be weaker mm-hmm. than the previous one, and we have seen that with you know the uh, the the delta strain, which is much more transmissible, but not as lethal as the first one. Mm. Now, a lot more people have died from it because a lot more people have caught it, mm-hmm. but it's a lot easier to survive. And so we would expect that this one would be, you know, even more transmissible again, maybe 11 times trans, mm-hmm. more transmissible than, than Delta, <laughs> um, but we would see it as being a it, – it, it should be a weaker variant.
1: And then I can finally if get – start COVID. going
0: the other direction, that's going to be bad. Yeah. But
1: then I'll finally be able to get COVID. Yeah. I, I, I You've pretty, already got COVID. I'm pretty sure I haven't get, gotten COVID.
0: <laughs>
1: I've been vaccinated, but I don't, I don't know if I've actually you know, gotten you got, COVID. You got
0: COVID injected. <laughs> um, all right. Supposed to be more deadly must be a coincidence just before Christmas. Uh, Christmas not looking too good. I do hope I am wrong. As the announcer just said, forget not wearing masks. Um, remember, these are people who hate Christians and everybody else. Uh, next message here says, pedophilia, America is getting sicker by the day. Demons are in charge. How much longer will Americans allow this garbage to continue? We are looking at the demise of the last world power. Yep, I'd, I'd go along with that. I mean, that was a pretty hectic story <laughs> yeah. that be covered earlier. That was intense. Promoting pe- pedophilia to school students mm. um, just, Yikes. just b- baffles your mind. Uh, Senator Cash, Michael and Lyle, thanks. That was a very informative discussion. It's so important to get the facts in a world full of misinformation. Hopefully the bill will get through. Uh, we had that one and then we had that one, which is, says, great program. Well done. That was a short one. Praise God. Cheers. <laughs> Thank Damn. you. All right, so those are our text messages. Once again, we'd love to hear from you. It's time for us to get into our Bible study, and we are... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Here they come, there come, more coming through. <laughs> As I'm about to get into the Bible study, um, what a great interview. Well done, Faith FM from Freco. Good job. The last one, the one before that was from Rebecca, the one before that was from uh, Raphael.
1: Yeah, praise God. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Okay.
0: Bible study. Bible study time. Let's get into it. And because we are studying the book of Deuteronomy, let's go to the book of Genesis. Classic. Yes.
1: Oh, Genesis. Which part are we, dude? Genesis. Not okay. 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 Fair
0: enough.
1: Fair enough. You were hoping
0: to go earlier than that. No.
1: I'm. Well, I was thinking, dude. If we go back to like Genesis two again, like I feel like (laughs) I I, don't know enough by heart yet. Genesis two.
0: We must be close.
1: I think that like I could easily give like a Genesis one and two, you could give like a kind of a flow chart of like the way that it goes. Like definitely, Easy. but in terms of memorizing, it, I feel like it'd be a small step at this point from the amount of times that we've, read the book of Genesis, not only in the, as we've been studying the book of Deuteronomy, but I feel like, you know,
0: maybe in the, in the but previous we haven't spent, We haven't spent much time in chapter 9. That's right. We've spent a fair bit of time in chapter 12, and mm. uh, chapter 1, 2, and 3, and the covenants and so forth, but we've actually spent very little time in chapter 9. That's right. So this is going to be amazing. That's right. Let's chapter go. Chapter 9 it is. Uh, let's begin reading in verse 8 and... Uh, Uh, Okay, so somebody's texting through to say the 7 o'clock news said it's more lethal. Ah, The 8 o'clock news said it was weaker. Ah. (laughs) So so here's, here's my thoughts on this. Delta is more lethal because more people catch it, not because it's more lethal in and of itself. Yes. The new one should be the same. Yeah. More people catch it, but it doesn't kill you as easily that's right that's that's my theory mm. now once again we're hearing from the media so let's hear from a medical professional mm. um we would um we, we do have a uh, a gp who comes on once a month and we'll see if we can get some more information on the new variants and how they actually work
1: my theory is that if it's so easy to catch and i still haven't caught it i must just be perfectly immune Maybe you are like like it just won't touch me. It's t- it's scared. It's scared it's of like, my white blood cells. Looks
0: at looks at it looks at, um, it, it at Lawson like nope. Not nope. I don't want I don't want to inhabit Ranoi. that. That's that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the host I want. That is way too toxic for me. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, oh no, I was going to say
1: because I was vegan. <laughs>
0: Uh, all that green stuff over there? No, not going there. <laughs> <coughs> Absolutely. All right. And, and of course, that is the best protection that there is from COVID, mm. is a really good lifestyle and being a little bit younger. Yeah.
1: Obviously, like, not from whether you catch it or not because that's just a game of chance. But in surviving, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like my friend who caught COVID in the United States, um, caught the original variant, which was, you know, really rough, very mm. rough. Um, He was in a nursing home. The whole nursing home caught it. Uh, He was 94 years old. Wow. And, uh, yeah, just threw it off and kept going. (laughs) But here's a guy who has lived an active life on the farm, never been involved in drugs, never been involved in, you know, anything like that, always been out in the fresh air, you know, when I was last over there, he was 93, and he's out there on his ride-on lawnmower cutting grass, and <laughs> and 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 driving his snowplow and doing all of all of his things and planting his corn and getting his garden in. You know, mm. that's how you survive COVID, right there. Oh, there you go. All
1: right. Well, where, what are we reading in Genesis nine?
0: Okay, uh, I think I might have another text message. My phone just oh, again. people are just. Oh, no, they just, just want to talk one. to us. It's, it's all good. It's all good. Ah, okay. okay that was one I just read a second ago. Um, <laughs> <coughs> Genesis 9 verse 8 is
1: where we're going to start. Yep. The Bible says this, Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenant with you and your descendants, and with all the animals that were in the boat with you, and the animals that were on the boat with you, and the livestock and the wild animals, every living creature on the earth. Yes, I am confirming my covenant with you. Never again will the flood floodwaters kill all the living creatures. Never again will the flood destroy the earth.
0: Okay, so we've got a great uh, passage here about remembering the first time it's ever mentioned in the Bible.
1: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. All right, we're doing another clue for the quiz now or when? No, we'll do it we'll do it in the next one. Okay. All yeah. right.
0: Not sure how we're breaking it up. Yeah. Um, now let's uh, let's let's dive into this passage. Yes, this is a great passage right here. I love this passage. Mm. It's the first place in the Bible that we find the word "remember." Ooh. Okay. And uh, that's going to be significant because we're going to look at how God uses this word and what it specifically refers to. So if we go back, we'll start there in uh, Genesis chapter nine, and let me just go back to. Genesis nine and verse eight. Uh where God says, And God spoke unto Noah and his son, saying, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you, and every living creature that is with you, every bird of the every bird, every cattle, every beast of the earth, with you, all that go out of the ark to the beast of the earth. So what's what's God establishing right here? A uh, covenant. Covenant, a promise. A promise, Yes, yes a promise. Mm-hmm. And in association with this promise, we find that He creates a symbol. That's right. Uh, Let me see here in verse 12. It says, And God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between you and me and every living creature. I set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a token of the covenant between me and the earth. So Mm. what is the the purpose then of the rainbow for us? Um, It's
1: God's promise, and we see this in 10 and 11, uh, that he won't
0: flood the earth again. Okay, so... What does what is the what is it what does the rainbow function as every time you see the rainbow? It's a it's a sign yes. of the covenant. It's a sign of the covenant. So it's a reminder to That's us. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's a reminder to us that God has made a covenant that He has promised never to flood the world again, which is kind of relevant for uh Newcastle Hunter region right now. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> I did, God I hear say, us. <laughs> I did say something jokingly two and a half weeks ago about it raining for forty days and forty nights. And we're getting kind of close. Yeah, we, we, we're starting we might to approach. We're starting to approach that. It might happen. It hasn't rained all day every day, but it's rained on every day in the yeah. last two and a half well, it's weeks. It's not raining today, and it says it's only supposed Yet. to be cloudy. Yet, Ooh, all right. Yet, you watch. <laughs> it, it will come. rain today. <laughs> it will happen. I know it will happen. Okay. Um, and thankfully we have uh, avoided floods in this area so far. Well, yeah. we've avoided major floods. There's mm. definitely flooding around the place. But yeah. the uh, Singleton flood was, well, was what, 300 millimetres underneath major flood level. So that, mm. was, that was good. And heading for Maitland today, see how it goes. Uh, but very different from flooding the whole world, very different from the flood that created the Hunter Valley. Yes. Mm. Very different from the flood that laid down, you know, massive massive coal beds in the hunter Valley mm. The cork carved out those big sandstone cliffs on either side mm. you know very different from that kind of flood where you've got a huge amount of water that is just you know rushing off a continent that mm. has been underwater so this is um yeah this is this is very different kind of flood that we're talking about so this so so we we, we usually look at the rainbow as a reminder to us this mm. is God reminding us never going to do this again yes. However, it's interesting when you read this, verse 14, it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow will be in the cloud and I will, and here comes the very first reference to this word, I will remember my covenant which Mm. is between me and you and every living creature and all flesh and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Mm. So what does God say that the rainbow is a... It, what, what does God say the purpose of the rainbow is he says I will remember so it's but, a reminder for God yeah he says
1: I will remember so it, yeah, yeah it's I will the see sign. The, I will see the rainbow yep and so, this you know this is the sign of the eternal covenant. So, so God says a cloud over the
0: over the earth uh-huh it starts to rain uh-huh he puts a rainbow in the cloud and then he goes oh, that's right now I remember not to flood the place again <laughs> Is that kind of how it's going well, here? Well, that's that's kind of what the wording would imply. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting here, um, you know, and, and, and the Bible study makes the point, God doesn't need the rainbow totally mm. to remember his prominence, his covenant. But he's spoken a language that humans can understand. mm uh, if anything, the rainbow is for us as humans to remember God's promise and, promise and his covenant not to destroy the world again by water. Mm. And so when God uses this in language that we understand, I don't think anybody's actually misunderstood it. Yeah. I don't think anyone's gone, well, wait a minute. This is not about us remembering. This is God must be pretty forgetful. <laughs> you know, if he, if he forgets every time he sends rain. Mm. Um but no, it's about every time the rainbow appeared, God's people remembering that, not only about mm. God's judgment on the world for its sin, but also his love for the world and his promise not to flood it again. Yeah. Which is an interesting concept because we often see the rainbow as a reminder that God has promised not to flood the world again. Mm. What we often don't see the remind- the rainbow as a reminder of is God's judgment on the world. Mm. And that God has acted in judgment in the past. mm mm-hmm. Which is, you know, I find that fascinating when you, you when you when you consider then how the rainbow is, you know, commonly used today. It's kind of like uh, taking a symbol that that God has used to remind us of judgment and say, there is no judgment.
1: Mm. Yeah, it condemns every, judgment there itself. Every,
0: that's right. It's, mm. it's 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 God's. A symbol of God's to remind us of judgment to condemn, condemn judgment itself. A bit of a paradox. I think is like the thing that I love about the rainbow. Now, and, it's not used that mm, way by everybody. Yeah, totally. Within any community. I'm not saying that, mm. but so often this is what we see. The thing that I love about the rainbow itself
1: in the context of judgment is because it, it's also a reminder of choice. Yes. Um, it's like because oh, I... I I think the flood story is maybe, you know, we talked about misconceptions earlier about this, but I think the flood story easily has to be the single most misconceived story in the Bible. Definitely up well, there. Like, because right the it's top. like, because the reality is, is that I don't think many people have actually read it. Uh, they've, they've just heard of it. They, you know, it's popular within culture. Children's books. It's Children's books, that kind of thing. You know, if you go to a Christian school growing up, which I did, I wasn't a Christian, but I definitely need a story of the flood. Yep. And it's like, there's just such a misconception about how it actually, you know, that is developed about how it took place. Like, people like, God flooded the world because, like, he's really bad and really mean and really angry. And it, what they don't take into account, it's like, yes, God did flood the world to pronounce judgment on the world, but then, like, for 120 years, gave literally all the inhabitants of the world, every single person, evidence and a choice to get on the boat. 120 years is a long time. That is a really long time.
0: You know, we we, um, we complain at times, say, for instance, when our police officers, you know, they might take somebody's life mm. in, in, in the performance of their duty and it's like, well, did they give them enough warning first? Yeah. You know, you can go and watch the bad cams, badge cams and they're like, you know, put the gun down, put the knife down, whatever it might be, like for five or ten minutes, you know, before things go pear-shaped and it all mm. ends up in tragedy guys like yeah i'll give you 120 years
1: 120 years for for and, and it's like you know i think uh, when you you know when you bring up the uh, the the context of police tapes and it's like you you're talking about a very emotional very heavy situation where things can can go wrong and people can rightfully or wrongfully you know receive uh receive Immediate judgment. But the reality is is that God gives so much time. He is so patient with humanity. Um, and ultimately, they chose against him, even though they knew what was going to happen. The world got flooded. And, yeah, and that's why we have the rainbow today. It's, you know, this sign of God's judgment, but it's also a sign of God's extreme grace and choice. Because we have to think, it's like, okay, well, why, why would God want to flood, flood the world? And I mean, just go straight to, you know, looking at this verse of like... The world's full of violence and all we can assume from that is like, you know, the the kind of violence that was practiced within paganism and all this kind of worship, which is child sacrifice and sex slavery and like all these different things that, that is mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. rampant throughout paganism, very mm-hmm. rampant throughout the Bible. God sees this in a small context of the antediluvians and so he judges the world. And, and it's like, but he gives them so much. He gives them so much. Um, And we don't realize that. And I think that's what we should be reminded of when we see the rainbow. It's like, yes, you know, God's judgment. God won't flood the world, but God has given us so much.
0: So much grace, so much time, so many Mm. opportunities to repent. That's right. Somebody texts through to say, have you ever seen the end of a rainbow? In my life, I have seen it at least three times. I never thought that was possible. But definitely there was a pot of gold at the end. Mm. Sometimes, somehow I'm kind of, I'm wondering about this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering about that pot of gold. I I, I have my scepticism in relationship to that pot of gold. Yeah, I've been chasing rainbows sitting. for so long, and they yeah. keep moving. That's right, <laughs> they always move. They
1: run away from me. <laughs>
0: ah, great stuff! You're
1: listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, you had a text message there from a friend?
1: Oh yeah, I just um I I was as I was saying I had dinner last night with my with my family and uh because it was my sister's birthday and some of uh her friends came along too and I brought up I was like hey guys we're interviewing we're interviewing the Attorney General of Australia tomorrow on radio and they were like what? Like, that's, that's pretty wild. That's like, that's actually, they're like, wow, Lawson's like legit now. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's
0: valid. He's not just their kid brother anymore. <laughs> but
1: anyways, um, yeah. And so a few of them listened in and they've just been sending me text messages, you know, and these again are people who come from a range of different opinions. You know, my family's not completely Christian. Sure. Um, but yeah, amongst them, um, it was my sister's best friend and my, uh, my sister and another one of my sisters, uh, my dad who just, yeah, kind of, sent in and voiced they're just like oh it's very interesting and I'm, I'm sure they have more to say about it but they know that i'm on it on air so they're not like <laughs> they're not just like bombarding me with well, stuff you should bombard? Want to
0: talk to- okay come on guys <laughs> this is lawson bombard him just stir you guys up a little bit have no, have no mercy <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we will send the text messages to me Okay, so we'll send them through to 0491 064 and they will come through to my phone. Yeah, I think they don't want to offend me. <laughs> and I will definitely. I you send me a text message it. about Lawson, I will definitely read it on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, what have we got here? Text message says The devil took the rainbow and made it his. Um, it was given as a sign of life, he took it as a sign of his lifestyle and of death. Mm. So pretty heavy text message there. Um, Bruce wants to point out that the rainbow ultimately reveals God as the creator, Mm. the flood too. It also reveals he is all powerful. Yeah, I like that. It does. Mm-hmm Well, that's that's an idea that I'd like to spend a little bit of time just sort of delving into with Bruce if I had the chance, Mm. the rainbow revealing God has created, because every time you see the rainbow in the sky, you recognize that this is something that did not used to exist there in the past, Mm. but now it exists there because God created the environment within which the rainbow exists. That's right. And out of the flood, which really wrecked our world, and you you look at the fossil record and you can see just the the world was an amazing place before the flood, Mm. just absolutely sensational. Uh, and the, you know, the children of Noah and so forth coming out of the ark would have been quite disappointed by how the new world looked and the new environment and the new atmosphere and the new climate, etc. You talk about climate change. Try that for climate change. <laughs> it would have been it would have been rough. Yeah. But then amongst all of that roughness, you've got rainbows. Mm. Never had those before. That's wow. pretty special. Yeah. All right, let's get back into it. Where are we up to? Okay, so we were talking about, and, and, and this whole theme that we're going to be looking at this week is the theme of remembering. This mm. is the very first time that remember is used in the Bible. Yes. And it's used in relationship to God's covenant, to mm. God's promise. That is very, very special. Remembering is something that is going to be a major theme in the book of Deuteronomy. And the reason that it's going to be a major theme in the book of Deuteronomy is because God is continually telling his people, remember this. Mm. Remember what I did here. Remember what I did there. Remember what happened when you did such and such. And aren't we just in desperate need of remembrance? Uh huh. It's all about remembering. And so often through the Bible, what you find is the Bible uses the phrase, and they forgot God and went after the pagan gods. <laughs> So you've got this theme of remembering and forgetting that goes, you know, particularly through the Old Testament. You find mm. it all the way through where God is telling his people to remember and his people are forgetting and when they forget, they end up in strife. It is it's almost depressing like reading through like Samuel and
1: Chronicles and like particularly Judges because the whole point of that book is like
0: they forget God.
1: God sends a judge.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's exactly the words saved, that
1: it's used. And then they forget God.
0: <laughs> so Deuteronomy, all the way through Deuteronomy, Moses is saying, remember, remember, remember. don't forget, remember, remember. Mm. And then all the way through the book of Judges is, and they forgot God, and they forgot, and they forgot, <laughs> which, and they Which forgot. chronologically comes after, by the way. Okay, so there's something really here, because some people give me a hard time and they're like, oh, Lyle, all you ever do is rave on about history. Mm. History is all about remembering. That's right. That's what history is about. And mm-hmm. that's why history is so important because so many people's like, ah, oh, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic, that's that's the important things at school. History is not important. Mm-hmm. No, history is incredibly important for building a strong society because when we don't know our history and we believe anything that comes across our path, then we set ourselves up for failure. Oh, such a good point. There's oh, there are so many applications we could put that in. You know,
1: looking at today like, you know, the story that you covered at the start of the show, about
0: what's taking place in school libraries. Yes. Like... Yes. (laughs) Books in school libraries in America um, promoting pedophilia, being referred back to the reading committee and being unanimously approved. And it's like... It's just pure evil. It's just evidence that there is a thing called pure evil that exists in our world today. And we just... How long ago did the Royal Commission finish? It wasn't that many years ago. That's right. And that's, we have forgotten already. That's right.
1: Mm, we're in desperate need of remembering, and that. And thankfully, God gives us signs to remember. And as yes, we've been talking about, the rainbow is one of
0: them. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I got a correction on that previous text message. It was supposed to say there was no pot of gold at the end. Ah, because I was just sort of thinking. You know, when I read that text message, I'm there, okay, you did find a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Um, there is this thing called. You know, sharing is caring. <laughs> but apparently now Money. I'm super disappointed. I am so disappointed. There was no pot of gold there. Uh, getting back to what we were talking about, we're going to look at the, you know, if you consider the flood for a moment, mm. why does God want us to remember the flood? Why does he stick that bow in the, in the sky? It's not just a reminder that he's a covenant-keeping God. It's also a reminder mm. of the flood. Why is that important? It's because in the world we have what is called the laws of nature. That's right. And the flood defies the laws of nature, mm-hmm. and the laws of nature say that that can't happen. and the laws of nature say that the laws of nature are fixed, and the Bible says that at the end of time that people are going to make a big deal over the laws of nature and the fact that they are fixed, as they made a big deal before mm. the flood, uh, and as a result of that, they're going to use that kind of an idea to reject God. So if we go to Peter, second Peter, second Peter chapter three. classic. Second Peter chapter 3. Mm-hmm. And why don't you read for us verse 3 and
1: 4. The Bible says, Most importantly, I want to remind you that in the last days, scoffers will come, mocking the truth and following their own desir- desires. They will say, What happened to the promise that Jesus is coming again? From before the times of our ancestors, everything has remained the same since the world was first created. And there you go. They
0: come through with that idea. Everything remains the same since the world was created. The Bible says, For this they are willingly ignorant that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water were, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Mm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. It is now time for... Question of the day.
1: All right, Lyle, our question of the day is very on point about what we've been talking about in our study. Very cool. very closely related, and yes. it's essentially this. Was there enough room on the ark for the whole Earth's population should they have chose to be safe? And this person actually says that they don't think so. So, yeah, Chris asked
0: that one. Mm-hmm. I'd say no. There would not be enough room. Ooh. And the reason I would say that is because the, of the potential population of the world. So if you're living for you know, 900 plus years, you can have a very large family. And if you do that projection from the time of creation through to the time of the flood, you can have you potentially, and the Bible doesn't indicate that this is the case, right? Mm. The Bible indicates that the population of the world at that particular time was relatively small. But potentially you have the opportunity of having a population that is equivalent to the world's population now. Mm. And there's no way you're going to get that on the Ark. Uh, the other thing we've got to remember is that the Ark had a fair load of animals and some people really question, you know, how many animals you could get on the Ark. For instance, you had, uh, let me see here, um, this guy, what's his name? I've, I'm missing his name here. Um, but he's made this statement, you know, Ark would have had to find room for something like 1 million species of insects, Twenty-five. 1,000 species of birds, 2,500 species of amphibians, 6,000 species of reptiles, and several thousand species of mammals, not to mention the cultures of tens of thousands of species of microorganisms, all without the aid of a microscope. And so he's like, well, this is just something that is laughable. You know, it's just a joke. Why would we even think about it? But what they do is they miss the point that God didn't talk about species. He talked about kinds. And the word kind is a word that is more equivalent to genus or family or order in which case it would have reduced that number down to about 16,000 in total. The median size of those 16,000 animals, so your average size would have been the size of a rat, and only 11% of those animals would have been bigger than a sheep, and there was never any requirement to bring full-grown adults onto the ark. You can bring juveniles onto the ark. And so we know from DNA studies that all of the animals that we have today come from, you know, one original breeding pair at some particular point. And the Ark answers that question so well uh, because it shows that bottleneck that has been created um, in in, in the DNA where they've all gone down to just a few breeding pairs. And so there was an abundance of room on the Ark for all of the animals but not all of the people. Is that a problem? No. Why is it not a problem? Well, what is stopping anyone from building their own ark? You've got 120 years. If you can't build an ark in 120 years, there is something wrong. Anyone out there could have gone and followed the commandment of God and said, you know what, I believe that God is going to do what God says. I see what Noah is doing. I'm going to build one of these too. They had that opportunity. It was their freedom. God never took away their freedom and their opportunity and their liberty to be able to do so. And they could have done and would have done if they had believed in God. So, Don't forget to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, because when you do so, you will grow strong in Jesus Christ.
1: God be with you till we meet again Until we meet again at Jesus' feet till we meet again Jesus God be
0: with you till we meet again Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-80 Faith FM